beat's gonna keep on playing, right? And you can either wait till the right time for you to step in and you know mm. kind of get into the flow of things, mm. or you can just step right in mm. and kind of treat it like jazz. Because in jazz, like there's no real kind of kind of common or like identifiable rhythm, but there is one, mm. and it's all about how you dance around it or you play around it. So it's kind of like that. So even when you think you're offbeat, quote unquote offbeat, mm. you're still in it if you just keep on going. You'll find your way through it. You know. That's beautiful. That is. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time out to to, to watch our episodes. Um, we've noticed that like over fifty percent of the people that watch our YouTube episodes are not subscribed according to the data analytics so um yeah man if you are watching and you're enjoying the conversation yep yeah, just click the subscribe button it, it kind of it indicates to us that people are enjoying what we're doing and it's it, it, you mean it gives us that motivation to keep going forward so yeah please please do that if you're if you're on it Suleiman Sadeen how's your week G my week was blessed man um yeah it's been it's been a cool week had an assignment, got that out of the way, um, thankfully. And yesterday I went to go and watch one of our close friends' um, performance. So he's a student, he's still at uni, the uni that we went to, and he, he, um, he's an actor as well. Thespian. <laughs> I said that, bro, he's, he's a thespian, bro. That's it? <laughs> oh, I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> um, I think he did one of his first ever performances as an actor in student theatre last year. Um, Sadad Deed and a few other people went to go watch him yeah. and I, I wasn't able to make it so I definitely yeah. wanted to be there this time round and he did not disappoint like honestly it was it was such a special moment because he was performing um, a play called Blood Brothers I don't know if you've come across it it's quite well known in like the English drama GCSE curriculum um, and yeah man it's, when you see someone from a similar background to you especially our type of our types of background do something like acting do something like theater yeah. which isn't traditionally associated with like you don't really see many people like young men from our backgrounds kind of doing creative things like that it's it kind of, it's, it's kind of paradigm shifting in many ways man it's like raw like we're capable of so much like we're capable of being and doing so much and it was i was living vicariously through him man honestly yeah. it was it was it was beautiful to see so big up Amin. He's also been on the podcast. Big up. Amazing episode. Make sure to check that out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. What, yeah. what about just, you, sir? Just on that, the idea of seeing someone do a thing that yeah. you may not have considered yourself doing, it makes me think about people that I've come across that are so themselves, that are so authentically themselves, that just experiencing that yeah. liberates you to try and be yourself a bit more. It gives you a lot of courage and Whenever you, whenever I've come across those people, I try and hold on to them because it's a breath of fresh air whenever you do come across them. My week, uh, so basically, <laughs> so I had a football match on the weekend, as you know, yeah. And this game, this football match was something that had, there's been a lot of build-up, so we were supposed to play this game before the winter break, but it got pushed back, delayed, and then basically our team was like very pumped up for it. And in this team, there are some players that have more responsibility, that, that have a lot of responsibility on them because they played in the team for longer. Mm. Um, and because of their, I suppose, like, yeah, because of they played in the team for longer. So naturally, there's a bit more responsibility, right? And I say this to say, 
how can I don't know how to like arrange the, these facts. But basically, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so we lost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse engineering. Go on. <laughs> okay, so okay, so okay, so now that's not an open it. Okay, so we lost, but the reason it stuck out to me is that I've never felt as deflated from a loss of a football match for ages. I'm quite. I'm quite a stoic footballer here, not nah, in real life, but, really like, as a, <laughs> but I'm just like, all right, cool, game's done, like, next game on or whatever. And also, it was, a, I, I think growing up, definitely, I was someone that just cared about my performance. Like, as long as my performance was good and I did my part, I didn't really care how, like, because that's kind of the only thing that I was like, I can improve on that or work on that. And I think definitely with this team, it's a bit more of a, the team is a bit more at the forefront of your mind. Maybe it's because of the people within it or like the allegiance you have, or like the fact that we're such close friends outside of football. But anyway, this loss deflated me a lot, and it just made me think about um, the idea of like letting people down, because that is the reason why I felt so deflated. Because of that responsibility, I felt, I know I felt like, as I was going home, like, man, I let, I let my team down proper, because there was a lot of big calls that had to be made, and we had like a Zoom call the day before, and so we were like, "This is proper, bro." Like we had like, "Okay, cool." So where's wh- who's gonna play where? And then there was like a couple of positions where it was hotly contested, and then the people in the Zoom call had to kind of make cases for every player. And so I was like, "Nah," I thought I like I made a robust case for one player in it, and I was like, "Boom, now nah, I think so and so should play because of X, Y, Z." Like. And it just, at the moment, it was like, yes, this is fantastic. This is the team that I think will win this game 100%. And then it kind of didn't go to plan. And I remember being on the pitch and thinking, what have I done? Like, this, if the other player was on and the other, and we did what the other people said, then, yeah, I think we may have had a, a better chance. But there was a lot of, <laughs> I don't want was it, was to... It, was it luck or randomness? Or in retrospect, was there actually things you should have predicted that took place? <clears throat> basically um, my, no it wasn't it wasn't luck it wasn't luck and um it was a lot to do with attitude so the thing is the thing that was interesting right is because making our cases for players a lot of the time was not down to ability it was more down to character like the type of personality and where they are on the pitch and how much that contributes to a good dynamic and where so like someone that is extremely combative or aggressive it's like cool let's have this person there because in that part of the pitch and the type of team we're going to play against we need that kind of reaction to what will be like an onslaught of just attack 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 for example that could happen so like, this is why this person should be it's like there. going to war bro <laughs> psychological <laughs> warfare man and, but yeah man i did not i'm, I'm apologizing here because that was a monologue i did not expect to get deep into it, it but <laughs> Listen, i just felt like <laughs> it's a heavy burden on his heart, you can tell. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I was dejected, man, proper. How was your week, Ashraf? My week has been, it's been alright, to be honest. A lot of just like coming back into school, kind of getting to kind of the flow of things. Um, and also just kind of, take, kind of taking school and life, um, trying to put them into rhythm with one another, you know what I mean? Because, you know, like school will be school, you know, so like just let it do its thing, and, you know. Find out like what the what else is there on the on the side, and just finding time for that. That's pretty much it. How do you um, do that? How do you synchronize them? 
in that way. <laughs> Honestly, I, it's, it's, this is kind of like a metaphor that I've been playing on my mind. And I, have, I still haven't like kind of found a concrete way to explain it. But it's kind of like, say like a beat is playing or like, you know, it's a common metaphor. It's like, you know, the, uh, like the, the record is playing. And it's all about like, how you dance to it or dancing to the tune of, the, you know, the record. But like, let's say a beat was playing, right? And it's about like, okay, the beat's going to keep on playing. Right, and you could either wait till the right time for you to step in and you know, mm. kind of get into the flow of things, mm. or you can just step right in mm. and kind of treat it like jazz. Because in jazz, like there's no real kind of, kind of common or like identifiable rhythm, but there is one, mm. and it's all about how you dance around it or you play around it. So it's kind of like that. So even when you think you're offbeat, quote unquote offbeat, mm. you're still in it if you just keep on going. You'll find your way through it. You know. That's beautiful. That is. Really <laughs> oh, God. That's beautiful. I feel like metaphors, yeah. When you find a metaphor that resonates with you, you, you see the world differently. Yeah. Mm. You see the world differently. Ashra, talk to us about school. Talk school. to us about your time in school. Um, what memories come to mind? How do you reflect on your time in school? Looking back at it now, it's probably be like just a time of like going through phases, you know. Like if there was any time in your life you want to go through phases, or like the most, the, the most number of phases in your life, it'll probably be school during that time, because, you know, you just you just have that time of flexibility. Not there's no real consequence to like you know if you change between being one type of person to another, and you know people kind of just tolerate <laughs> the phases, the the kind of transition you go from one phase to another. So I think it was just like that period of transition. I don't know. Was that the same for you guys? It's so funny you say that, yeah. But I'm sure, it's, I know you're going to relate. Though I remember, not to say this wasn't me, because it probably was me as well mm. from other people's perspective. But I remember school, yeah. There were some people, suddenly, yeah. You know the first day of the new year? <laughs> <laughs> they come in with some new energy, man. Yeah, they come yeah, with yeah. some new energy. <laughs> I think they got a new bag or, <laughs> or a new jacket or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they start acting different. They you know? acting different. <laughs> I bet you watch American Gangsta. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, man, phases, phases. Yeah. Like, I think secondary school is a crazy one, man. From eleven to sixteen, like mm. that's so much, so much formative years. Like so mm. much change physically, like culturally, societally, everything's going on. Um, and yeah, just on that note as well, because you're changing a lot as well. Mm. But so is other people, right? Mm. If you were to do like a study on like the kind of like the sociology or like the politics of it, how group dynamics just change, right? Year to year, how crazy would that be, you know? Mm. Like how would the dynamic change? Like okay, I changed, but maybe you guys didn't change. The next year, me and you changed, but he didn't change. How does that affect the, the power imbalance or something? I don't know. Mm. You know, I feel like because that's the source of all the drama in high school anyways, you know? Yeah. Politics, drama, same thing to me. I don't know. I think you got some stories. <laughs> you got some in the back. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Basically, in my school, yeah, there was this culture of getting people hated. And that was the term, that was a specific term used, like quoting, getting people hated. And what that meant is that if a specific group of people did not like you in my secondary school, this secondary school, this is like, yeah, nine times, big up anyone from my secondary school that's watching this, by the way. Um, then that means you are socially ostracized. And the thing that was interesting was seeing how this kind of flipped a person's world upside down. Like, looking back, there may have been... I might have been... I might be adding things into my memory. But they, I feel like there were people that left school because of this, like, or moved schools. Oh. Like, that was the effect they would have. And looking back now, thinking about how that... those kind of playground dynamics 
informed your life so deeply like and you mentioned the idea of like phases and and sort of maybe parents or older people kind of looking at you in a with, with a sense of mercy kind of going like yeah you're kind of going for it it's fine it's fine but at that moment in time it's very difficult to untangle yourself from your life like you mm. can't you don't have that perspective so everything that's happening to you is happening at 100 miles an hour and this is the most important thing and i, I just remember thinking of, I, I just remember s- seeing this idea of like being hated you're ostracized you're not someone that sh- that people will want to hang around with mm. and the people there are maybe people that hang around with you but even by virtue of them hanging around with you they're putting their name on the line and i'm pu- putting in very like i feel like i'm Game of Thrones, like very dramatic terms, but that's kind of I, I'm assuming for people that went through that, that's kind of how it felt. Like this is my life, my life is ruined because of this person who has, for some random reason, got me hated, and now I'm hated, and no one likes me, and no one wants to hang around with me, and I don't have any friends, so let me just move school, and that might mean moving area, and that might mean like your family having to get a, a new house or whatever, and like all of the kind of repercussions of that. And the thing for me, one of the most interesting things about it is that the people that would abide by the idea of who is and who isn't hated, more often than not, had nothing to do with the group of people that would decide whether you're hated or not. But you would kind of go along with it because of that social force and social pressure. This is a bit of a weird question. and I don't know how you look. I don't even know how I would answer it. But do either of you feel like you do, you do things because of the culture? Ooh. Yes, it, yes is the answer. I'm trying to think of what, though. I'm trying to think for what culture, for which culture. I, sometimes I, I do know I do things for just for like a greater kind of... It's not like a conscious decision, but I don't know what I'm doing it for. I, got, I, I remember I was at a gathering not too long ago, yeah? And everyone was just sitting down, and I remember asking this question. Where do you guys sit on the bus? Mm. And that to me is a very like very London culturally specific secondary school days question. And there were people in the room that were like, "What? Like, what's that got to do with anything?" Mm. And then my brother was also in the room, so I was like, "I like I like this. Is, this is not a weird question." Because I was like, "What kind of weird question is that?" And I was like, "I bro, I beg you back me. Like, is this is not a weird question." <laughs> and then he was just he was like, "Yeah, no, it's not that weird, isn't it?" Um, and I feel like that makes me think about where you sit on the bus and the significance of where you sit mm. is tied to a culture, a subculture, mm. but a culture nonetheless. So I think maybe when I think about, even to this day, when I think about where I sit on the bus, wherever I do or don't sit, I always kind of, even if it's just like chuckling to myself, like going, oh, okay, I'm a this person now, yeah. which is tied to that, the ideas of whoever that person was at that point in time in that subculture. Um, even though man's a big man <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah. What about you? I'm still like ruminating because I don't mm. know if I want to let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> out of my own free world. It's all environmental. I'm yeah. not an environment. <laughs> but is there anything that comes to mind for you? No, no. honestly, no. Yeah? But like, point. okay, if I, gi- if I give you an example, all yeah. the example, yeah. There are certain haircuts that you will not get because yeah. of the culture. That's the thing. I know I do a lot of omissions because of the culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that, true, yeah. There's that that certain that, There's certain colours or certain... <laughs> I can't even justify it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't justify it. It's just like, nice. it irks me. Yeah. <laughs> it irks me, man. That's and hilarious. It's so like illogical, irrational. I get it. 
But it's yeah. just it makes yeah, it makes me think about. I don't know what is it. What's it like for you, Ashraf? Because what that makes me think about is how I, how much of myself would I retain if all of a sudden I moved to another country and lived there? Mm. So what's it like for you having grown yes. up in Malaysia and then coming to London? Like how That's much of true. your quote unquote Malaysian self, put very crudely, yeah. do you retain in London? It's hard to say because. Okay, I have my story, but then I also don't know what other people think. Because mm. to you, you're just going, you're just adapting, right? But like to someone else, they're seeing you through like a whole different lens. Like they, like for example, if I was to talk to my friends back in Asia who knew me um, right after I left high school, right? For example, they have me in that static moment in time, right? And then they get to, they get to compare. But for me, I'm comparing myself to every day, mm. you know? So it's really hard to say. But I think, I don't know, it was on my mind as well in terms of like, okay, I'm here, technically, you know, if I wanted to, I can just be a completely new, new person. I could, like, act as a totally different character. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't <laughs> know it. Like, you wouldn't know how much I'm faking it at all, you know? But I, it's, all, it's all about the confidence and just, like, passing on. Mm. But then again, you, you balance that with, like, okay, there's that feeling inside you, but that's not really who I am. Yeah. That's, not, that's not me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's obviously, like, pros and cons to that kind of thinking. But it's also like, okay, but is this who I want to be? Yeah. And I think it's like kind of balancing between those two statements. That's where you kind of don't push yourself too much, you know? Mm. Unless, unless someone really knows that, okay, I really want to be this kind of person. Then you can, you can go all the way there. Mm. But you also, I feel like you also have to balance it with, like, okay, like, who are you? Like, who, are, who am I? Like, what do I really care about? Your, your core values and principles versus who you want to be. And like, or who do you want to kind of aspire to be? Mm. If that makes sense. Who, who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I'm still, like, searching. I see it in different people. I'm in that kind of process right now. Like, I look at different people. Okay, like, from you, I learn I want to be this. From you, I want to be this. From this guy, I want to be this. And then, you know, you collect them all, and then you see what fits with you. Mm. But, like, to get a complete picture, it's hard to see. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of like, because I'm looking at that book where it's kind of like a painting. Mm. Um and I, I was just thinking about like the other day where like if you, if you sketch or like you you know paint as well you don't really know the fun of it comes from you don't really know what's coming out but if you do it just enough or if you trust yourself just enough and you step back it looks pretty good you mm. know you come to the point where you're like it looks pretty good okay I'll mm. take that so it's kind of like that that's the way I see it um, but obviously some people will be like I want to be the next Nelson Mandela you know I'm all for that like that's really good mm. but like I feel like for other people maybe that's a story that's not really told where people will be like okay what do you want to be when you grow up and you always people always expect you i want to be the next prime minister i want to be the next this next that but like you know people don't really realize or people don't really kind of accept the fact that it can be a very messy process and it's okay just figure it out as you go you know mm-hmm. yeah from one of your recent interactions with people like in the in the last week, let's say, or the last month, mm. is there? Do you have any examples of like a behavior or a character trait that you witnessed that you were like, yeah, that's that's something that I appreciate. That's something that I would like to incorporate into my own character. It was it probably be just yesterday, honestly. So I was hanging out with a with a friend, and he's like really outgoing. He always has a smile on his face, like super extroverted. And I know I'm not that extroverted. I'm quite introverted naturally, I would say. But, you know, what he did after we hung out, like, so we hung out in a group, and what he did after we hung out 
was that like he kind of just like left a voice note after after we hung out and it was just like just like pure like honest pure joy and love just be like it was great hanging out you know this we should do this again blah 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 and you could tell it was coming from a honest place not on some like because i know like from someone else might sound yo that's kind of corny you know? <laughs> that's kind of cheesy bro like leave it but to me i thought like wow that's actually wholesome because i was sitting down in my bed i'm like wow you know like you take the, sometimes you take the people that you know for granted you know like a lot of people might not have these kind of people like a person like him in their lives you know they might have other people around them who can ne- who, ne- who never says like any positive and loving words to them you know and that's like a sad reality for some people and you know i just looked at him and I'm like wow that's like even with that in mind like okay i know some people might say oh you're acting like kind of corny or cheesy but like thinking again okay but like when at the end of the day you know it's something that people actually do appreciate so probably something like that you know just being unapologetically not wholesome but just like you know true (laughs) (laughs) but you know just like doing what you think is like will make the other person feel good and like what is good and right and you know not caring what other people think about it and just doing that this is kind of I feel related but slightly different topic. So I was on the we were all on the tube on the way to Route Twenty Five today, and I was speaking to Sadeddin about <laughs> traveling to work. So hopefully we're going to be working soon, God willing, mm-hmm. like Shut in up. the future. And one thing that we spoke about speaking about the morning commute. Mm. Like if you're tra- when, wherever you, especially if you work in London, doesn't really matter where. Mm. The morning commute to work on the tube can be very depressing, and it can be very. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it obviously depends on the nature of work that you do, but it can feel very robotic, very um, static, very stale, right? Mm. And one thing that we were talking about me and Sadadine is just um, that one of the benefits of like biking it to work or like going like using like cycling to work mm. as a way to kind of reassert your, <laughs> your individuality <laughs> as a way to resist the, 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 the structures <laughs> and like, as a way to like yeah exercise agency yeah. exercise autonomy exercise whatever like what small acts do you guys do on a day-to-day basis doesn't even to, doesn't need to be day-to-day whatever like that you feel fit into that category of small acts of resistance mm-hmm. i think that's the word i'm looking for resistance mm. anything come to mind Resistance what? Resistance is an interesting word. It reminds me of Terminator. The <laughs> resistance. There's something. Okay, let me let me put it like this. There's something you don't like. Mm. You can't really change it, mm. but you're gonna do something for yourself to acknowledge that you don't like it. Ah, I see. I see what you mean. Oh. So you're not gonna do exactly <laughs> what they're asking you to do, yeah. <laughs> even though you're actually doing what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what comes to that? You can't. It's like a mini rebellion for yourself. <laughs> Mm. Mm. have you seen have you all seen that picture of the people doing the hitler the nazi salute and there's one person who doesn't have their 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 hand up yes yes what like it's called nazi germany yeah yeah yeah. i mean this is a much lower stakes it makes me think about the idea of resistance it just conjures up those kinds of images I have two, but like these, oh, they're not. They're definitely oh, not like a like a politically charged rebellion. No, 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 no. no. But, <laughs> <laughs> but over here, 
to me, it would be smiling around, walking around with a smile. Because mm. everyone's always got like a mean face. They always got something to do. I'm always busy. Mm-hmm. So like when you just walk or like when I, obviously when you have, you have the choice to smile or not smile. You know, like you kind of like you said, if you don't do it, it's completely fine. No one's going to think twice about it, right? But if you do, you see someone walk around with a smile. It's like, oh, okay. And I've, to me, it's kind of like a, a resistance against like what you're expected to be or like the lifestyle expected, especially when you live in such a bustling city, you know? Mm. It's like kind of defying that, like, you know, you can just take time off. You can still be, <laughs> you can still be happy and live in the city kind of thing, you know? I don't know. But like, definitely that. You know, because you know, because you also make it makes yourself stand out. You know, especially when you're such a large group, you when you bring attention to yourself, you also bring a danger. You know, so the 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 kind of like the way to go is to just kind of conform, keep yourself safe, just conform. Mm. So even by smiling, you're not just resisting resisting against that kind of lifestyle, but you're also resisting against like, you know, the threat of it all, or whatever threat that may come. You know, just putting yourself out there. It's kind of like an act of courage as well, so you're kind of resisting against the conformity. I don't know, which is ironic in a very individualistic, individualistic society and city. But that's one thing. Mm, that's so interesting. What was the second? The second one I haven't thought out. It just came out of my mind. Like the first thing that came out of my mind was prayer. I don't know why, because I was thinking about like again the lifestyle, I guess. But it's just about like you're expected to always be constantly at something, or you know. It's like a different rhythm to your life. You know, the fact that you are taking breaks at these times and you're saying like, no, I'm going to do this. It's kind of like, a, no, sorry. Like, I know you have, I know this is how the world kind of like works, but like I'm taking my time off, whether you like it or not. I'm taking my five minutes of my life and at these moments, mm-hmm. take it or leave it kind of thing. You know, what's something that you do? I don't think you mentioned. Well, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> Just being myself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you see my MP? My MP will be hearing about this. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's some that come to mind, like when people, I think, yeah, when people ask, like, ask you what your name is and just pronouncing it in a way that mm. you feel like it should be pronounced mm. based on, like, the way that. Yeah, your parents have pronounced it, and yeah, I mean the name you were given. Basically, mm. I think that's a, it's one that comes to mind. Sorry. Um, yeah, so that's one that comes to mind. Just I think that so that asserting yourself, um, like you said, and um, yeah, just knowing, yeah, asserting yourself, basically. Mm. What what to you? What would be like? What is the power behind kind of standing by your name? Like, oh, I want my name pronounced like this. Yeah. Like what is the significance to you? What do you think is the significance? For me, I think it's because I've, in recent years, I've um, started, I've, um, I've reflected more on the meaning of the name, like mm. where the name has come from, mm. like in, like from my faith and like the tradition mm. and like who I was named after mm. and like the honor and the, 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 the sense of pride I have mm-hmm. of having such a name. Um, and I think in, in a lot of ways, it's not just for me, it's also for other people because I, you know, that the person that I was, you know, the name of the right. prophet, like in, my, in the religion that I follow, it's, it's, it's something that's a, it's form, it's kind of an educational, it's kind of educational for people to right. be aware of the way that this is pronounced right. and for them to do their own inquiries into who the person was. And I think, yeah, it's definitely for me first, do you know what I mean? In the sense of like, I'm proud and it's like, yeah, like why, why shouldn't I say the, mm. the way? 
that my name is pronounced. But also, at, at second tier, I do think it's educational and I'm happy for... I'm happy to introduce the name to a lot of people mm. for the first time. It's kind of a, mm. a pleasure of mine. Um, that's the way I think about it. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think about the idea of having faith in other people. Like what you mentioned, which is that idea that you have faith in others that they would... You, you just assume good of them, that they would want mm. to pronounce my name in the way that I would want them to pronounce my name. If, if you don't do that, you kind of cut off from them a favor that they probably would have want to have done for you. If you just assume that, oh, my name is quite complicated, so they probably don't want to, and it's just more convenient for them. And you make all these assumptions in your head. It's like sometimes you, you, we can have a bit more faith in others and just assume that people just want to do, uh, especially when it comes to things like names, like what would create the most cohesive environment yeah i think like that's first principle first principle thinking man create a co cohesive environment treat others the way you want to be treated your name is an important possession of yours just yeah. like any other property that you own even though it's intangible if you came into my house you would and if you respected me you would treat my house with respect like I think it, it, you can think about it, about it in those times. Yeah. What's that film? What's that film? That thing. You know, Freedom writers. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom writers. Remember that one song? <laughs> hope. Oh, no, hope. that's Coach Carter, bro. <laughs> oh my <laughs> And then we got the writing like this guy yeah. went to school. Yeah, did it. Yeah. And then one of them didn't make it or something. He's like, no way. And it's like at the end, he's like, not my guy. Like, well, his name was. Because I'm always like, so invested. I'm like, yeah. Oh, what happened? Yeah. Because does does it not freeze as he's taking a shot yeah. or something? Yeah. That was. <laughs> have you seen Coach Carter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such That's a good film. Oh my that. days. Yeah. It's one of those movies, you know. I put Coach Carter like alongside like um, Good Will Hunting, like those kind of movies, Bro. you know. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I Google sometimes like movies like Good Will Hunting, and it's, it's not <laughs> it. <laughs> You're like, I want this. No, no, no. I want this. This, but something I see. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> want that. I just want and that. Then, and then sometimes they show you the suggested. You're like, that no, is nothing to do. Not with it. That's not no. <laughs> Tell us about one of the moments in your life that have shaped who you are the most. Probably that moment where I dropped out of high school, but not because I I couldn't do school, but because my circumstances didn't allow me, you know. Because um, that moment where like you've been, because you like you're in school for like the first twenty more so years of your life, and especially at college, like I think it's like eighteen years, right? Eighteen, seventeen years. So school is all you know, and so when you kind of have to leave that world for a bit you're kind of tossed into a different world where it's just like, okay, what do I do now? Who am I? Or like, what, why am I here kind of thing? You get thrown into all these kind of questions that you kind of have to face. Um, and so that was like a really pivotal moment in the way I saw the world, but also the way I saw myself. Just in the way, just because by virtue of the way that they reflect each other, you know? And so that change of environment, but also that change of kind of thinking about where I'm going and where I am, that really changed. Because like in school, you kind of set down the stream you know, or you see things down the stream or a certain path and it's about following it, you know, and how fast you go down that path, you know. But like from that moment on, then I realized that, you know, there's like you can go beyond these walls kind of thing. I mean, I think if I were to like pick uh, like a, a mantra or like a saying that I told myself back then was kind of like learning or education uh, is beyond 
the walls of the classroom, you know? So, like, I don't have to be in school or classroom to still, you know, value, to still be educated or have an education or still learn. Like, just because you're not inside a classroom doesn't mean you stop learning, you know? You're just like, oh, is that it? You know, now that you step out of classroom, now that you graduate, is that it? If that it to your life, you stop learning then, you've mastered everything, you know? So that was like a big, like, aha moment to me. And I just took that concept and applied it to everyone else, to every other part of my life, you know? Like, it doesn't always necessarily have to start and end at a certain place. It definitely helps, but it doesn't necessarily have to. What are your sources of learning? Sources of learning. Like, you don't have to just learn at school. Mm. So where, where do you learn now that you maybe you didn't learn from I think previously? Like a big part, I think, or like a way I see it is actually comes from what my English teacher told me. And I was like seeing everything as a text, you know? So like, you know, movies, um, you know, speeches, books, obviously, um, but even music and everything else, even people, you can read people like a text. The way, the same way you would read a book, you could probably read a person in the same way, or you could probably read a room in the same way. So kind of taking the idea and extrapolating from that, it's kind of like, okay, I can, you know, if I, if I needed to learn a concept, I don't know, something like, like games here or something, I don't know, just a really trash example. I could probably learn it, I could learn from a book and it would probably tell me something, but I could probably watch a video as well. Or I could watch a movie and then see there's something in there that that can kind of like consolidate my understanding. Or go see, or go to a cafe or go to a restaurant and see game theory in action. You know, like I can learn in different ways, you can learn in different ways. And it's all about like absorbing everything around you and seeing it as kind of like a text to, for you to analyze and digest and learn from, you know. How do you read? Like when you read, like what do you do? Like do you do you um, read quickly and just try to take the main thing from the line, or like do you read mm-hmm. every word judiciously and make sure you don't miss a bit? Like, I think my default is like I read like word by word, but I realize like it's not really efficient. Like it's better to just like skim through, and it's better apparently it's better not to like use your voice or like read with your voice or something. Oh no, it's like you're not supposed to actually try to pronounce the words or pretend like you're gonna. Say it. it's all about it's like reading it and then just like letting a different kind of voice mm. read it for you kind of thing. But I think definitely like my my default is like reading it as if I was gonna say it, just because I don't want to miss anything, you know. Uh, which is like a contrast to like academic reading, which is like blah 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 blah. Okay, what's your conclusion? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Big facts. Yeah, well, like academic. I feel like the word of academia has just made me. Right, short sentences, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came in here after history A level, like, bro, check out this complex, isn't it? Yeah. I think you check it out for me. <laughs> check it. Comments. <laughs> Maybe a bracket. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, none of that, none of that, none of that. <laughs> none of that. Quick, simple, bro. I, I get it. I yeah. get it. We, no, no, I was just going to say, like, when it comes to academic, right, you just want to, it's kind of like you go through a journey yourself, where it's like, yeah. you go, like, you want to explain it so much, you want to be really elaborate, and after a while, you just get tired, and, like, <laughs> you're frustrated, and you're just like, this is what I meant, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Take it or leave it. 100%. Yeah, and you know your point about always learning. One thing I noticed you do, like, not one thing I noticed that you did earlier today, when um, Sadadin asked you, um, how do you say professional in Malaysian or Malay, you got your phone out and you checked. And I was yeah. like, I love people that do that, man. I love that. That's a trait that I don't do, but I wish, I, I want to I want to try to do more mm. often because 
a few other people I know do that as well. Like when they don't know something, they'll get their phone out and they'll, they'll go check right now mm. because they're thirsty for knowledge. You know what yeah. I mean? It leaves them with a sense of frustration if they don't try to yeah. address that pinpoint or that pain point, whatever. Um, so yeah, I just thought that you've exemplified it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are real deal. You know what I mean? walk the walk. Cool. I've got a question that our previous guest has asked. So we're adding a new feature to the podcast where every guest will ask a future guest a question. Mm. Um, so the question that our previous guest has wants me to ask you is, when was the last time you felt excited and what caused that excitement? That's tough word. I had to think a bit about like what does being excited mean. I've been happy or like I've been intrigued or interested in something. But to be excited... What does it mean to be excited, you know? Like, is it a mixture of, like, an energy? Is it a burst of energy mixed with joy? Mixed with a bit of curiosity? I think the most recent one probably be this, like this podcast. Because it's kind of, like, all of that, like, the joy of, like, meeting with you guys and having that conversation, right? But also mixed with that kind of, like, element of surprise and, like, kind of, like, interest. Suspi- not suspicion, but, like, okay, like, what's going to happen? I don't know what the future is going to hold. And that kind of builds into like a excitement, you know, kind of like a, it's like a thrill or like an adrenaline that you don't really get from knowing. Cause I, I can be happy about getting ice cream cause I know what I'm going to get out of it. But when you're excited about something, you're like, okay, I actually don't know, but I don't know what's going to happen here, but because I don't know what's going to happen, I'm actually more excited about mm. it. You know, it's probably that. That was the right answer. <laughs> Guess we got some more points, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? Like, what's like a? You go first. Watch. Most recent moment where you get excited. So I mentioned the match earlier. It was probably the build up to that because it was just such a. Like this is the mo- this is mm. the thing that we've been building up for. I feel like all of these emotions overlap, so it's difficult to discern what is excitement what is um, anxiety what is fear what is um courage i don't know courage or like all of these things overlap so but for me i would say that excitement is just i feel like it's an in- innate part of the human experience and what i think is more interesting is how you mentioned like with regards to your the football match and like in retrospect was it good was it healthy well, i don't know if healthy is a bit of a strong word but was it the right thing for me to be so excited about an event that led to an outcome where I was less than positive. I think, think, and then you mentioned the word strategic. I thought, bro, that, that really, the word really stood out to me. I was like, bro, like, why do we think, why do, why do we think in that way? Like, why is it good to be strategic? And I think, I was speaking to one of my friends recently, yeah, and they l- love critical thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they they love live it. for it. They live for it. <laughs> critical thinking, <laughs> but critical behind every word. We have to be critical. <laughs> they, were like, they were trying to flip my mind. They were like, oh, everything. You've got to be critical, bro. Like, You've got to be critical. And it's, there's, there's, there's definitely a point there, man. There's definitely a point there, like, in the sense of why do we want to be strategic with our energy management? Like, why? Are you asking me? Yeah, why do you think? Because I know I do. Right now, I would say, yeah, I want to be strategic with my energy management. Uh, it's, okay, so it's underpinned by a belief that there is an optimum way to live life. Mm. And I think if you don't have that underpinning belief, then it's diff- 
yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going with that i can add caveats but i'm not going to because it's gonna get confusing but and i think if you don't have that then i think it's right like why why don't you, like we could live for the moment or or embrace the full human experience and and by you're denying yourself like the full spectrum of human experience if you kind of live too strategically and it's a bit too robotic but because of that underpinning belief i think i always think to myself this event this kind of thing is going to happen again it's going to replicate itself again it might not look exactly the same but by and large like from a macro point it's going to be the same things so would i do the same would i approach it in the same way and i don't think i would i don't think i would because okay so here it is yeah in the lead up it's not necessarily i don't think it's healthy to be too excited about an event like it might i don't think it it does anything for you because in the same way of like being really excited to get to university and then you get to university all of the the thing is just the thing and um like you the way you frame it is got a lot to do the way you frame it is going to come crashing down when you when you experience the reality of it or you will continue framing it in a way that is not healthy while you experience it so you can continue romanticizing things even though when you're experiencing it it is not a thing to be romanticized or you get the harsh confrontation of the thing being <laughs> not worth being romanticized and then you come get brought crashing down but this is do you know what yeah as i'm saying this, <laughs> this, is, I'm, saying this yeah, I'm just i'm just a man we'll saying I'm just, about anything, this, this, as i'm saying this i'm just thinking bro this guy must have got smoked on the weekend <laughs> Now honestly, yeah. Rematch them. I want to rematch. Maybe next week I win. Do you know what, guys? Yeah. Excitement is about excitement. Life is all about equals excitement. But um. Even if we won, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we had a Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog. That's my dog. <laughs> Honestly, guys, go out and get his book. Oh, my cheeks are hurting, bro. <laughs> 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 and I really enjoy listening to your messages and reflections, so do keep them coming in. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, do rate us five stars because it really helps get the word out there. And if you enjoyed this conversation, share it with someone you think might also enjoy it. Take care.